Good afternoon, it's 12 p.m. and that means it's time for the MoneyWeb at Midday Show. I'm Warren Thompson and uh, welcome to another chilly day on the Highfeld from our studios in Houghton. Coming up on the show today, we're going to start with our markets review uh, with Chantal Marks from FNB Securities. Uh, and then our top story today, Coronation releasing results for the six months ending March. Uh, I'll be speaking to its chief executive officer, Anton Pillay, uh, in a few minutes' time regarding uh, its stewardship of client funds and uh, the slight decline in assets under management. So that's the uh, plan for the show today. Remember, the show is being brought to you by Chartered Accountants of South Africa, leaders in business. Is the land expropriation without compensation plan the biggest threat to the new dawn as promised by new president Cyril Ramaphosa? Can SA make any progress against the background of increasing protest action, strikes and low economic growth? Attend the Brenthurst Wealth SA Quo Vada seminar series hosted in association with MoneyWeb to hear the insights of five leading experts. Magnus Haystack of Brenthurst, Ralph Mateja, political analyst, Magda Verzitska of Signia, Glenn Owen of Momentum, and Jean-Pierre Fastard of Fairtree Capital. Bookings at www.quicket.co.za. Search for Brenthurst. All right, as mentioned, we're going to get straight into the markets at the moment. The JSE All Share Index up uh, a fifth of a percent to 57,924 points, and it's been a good day for, for industrials. Uh, up uh, almost uh, two-thirds of a percent financials up nearly one percent but gold mining and resources both in the red gold mining down almost three quarters of a percent and resources down over one and a half percent today behind them naspers is the most traded share on the bourse uh, is barclays africa group followed by mediclinic and standard bank always interesting to see which shares are changing hands uh, at uh, at a rapid rate the uh the uh, currency has made gains against the U.S. dollar, down to 12 rand 52, over 1% gain there. It's also made over a 1% gain against the euro, where it trades at 14 rand 78. And the pound, uh, we're also 1% strong at 16 rand 84. Gold's at 1,294 dollars an ounce, up uh, one tenth of a of a percent uh, while platinum and palladium both having good days thus far platinum up two percent to nine hundred and three dollars an ounce palladium uh, up two percent to one thousand and one dollars an ounce uh, here to discuss uh, market news and developments is Chantal Marks who joins me from FNB securities via telephone uh, how are you uh, feeling today Chantal a little bit better than uh, last week <laughs> Yeah, I'm recovering slowly but surely. Um, still some latent impacts on my side. So, again, on the phone today. So, another listless day on the uh, JSC thus far, but certainly some, some strong gains in the currency there. Is that impacting uh, the resources prices, which seem to have uh, moved lower? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the, 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 the stronger RAND really having an impact on the RAND value that you get per, per unit produced from the commodity producers or from the miners. So, so that's probably the main reason why we're seeing weakness in that sector. Um, and then, of course, uh, a, a stronger RAND is very supportive of, of the banks and financials generally um, and also of certain industrial stocks, including uh, retailers specifically, because, of course, they, they import. And if the RAND is stronger, then their import prices are lower. Right, okay. I also saw that uh, uh, Anglo-American came out with the sales trading update there. Uh, have you had the chance to look at that? 
Yeah, it was actually not a full sales trading update. It was it was only um, rough diamond sales by the beers, but up in excess of five percent. Um, so of, for the period, so it seems as if they are um, that sales are picking up very well in their diamond business. We know diamonds are kind of a late cycle play. And um, I mean, we've been waiting for a very for for this for the cycle to end for for quite some time, or to move towards its its kind of the the the, the latter end of it. Um, and there's been a lot of speculation over whether or not this is the end of the the latest commodity cycle or not. But it seems as if we are kind of entering that late stage now, with Anglo American really benefiting because of their exposure to diamonds. All right, and that is certainly one of the uh, the exposures, the De Beers uh, stable within uh, Anglo-American that sets it apart from, I think, some of its peers. Just very quickly, though, Chantal, Rhodes Food Group uh, down 2% following their interim results uh, to, the, to the end of April. What do you think the market's concerned about there? Yeah, I'm actually quite surprised by this because they did they did put out a, a trading statement um, or five month trading update where they said that HEPS was going to fall by between 37 and 47 percent, and HEPS fell by 35 percent. So it's actually better than what they initially guided for. Um, I think what disappointed the market here was the fact that management wasn't entirely upbeat over the second half. So I think the market was saying, well, okay, fine, you had a had a pretty weak first half, a lot of one one source in there, um, some weakness in there international business, um, a lot of issues in terms of, of, of the drought impact on the city of fruit, but you're going to have a better um, second half. And the outlook statement is a little bit more downbeat, I reckon, than initially anticipated. Um, but surely, I mean, um, uh, profits did move back. So, I mean, it, investors don't love it when profits move back, even though even if they expect it. So also probably playing playing a role there. Um, but they are integrating some of their more newer businesses at the moment, and, and we do expect an improvement in the second half. It just depends on how big it's going to be, on whether or not um, investor confidence will return to your own. All right, great. Uh, Chantal, we're going to have to leave it there, but thank you very much for your insight today, and I'm sure we'll be catching up soon. Yes, absolutely. Have a good day. All right, great. That was uh, Chantal Marks from uh, FNB Securities. Right, moving on to uh, Coronation Fund Managers. The company announced that uh, assets under management to the end for the six months ending uh, March declined by 4.2% to 588 billion rand. That would have been from the end of uh, September in the, uh, in 2017. Diluted headline earnings per share uh, rose by 1.2% versus the same comparable period last year to 2 rand 23 and the dividend came in uh, at the same uh, level at 2 rand 23 but here to discuss uh, the results with me is its chief executive officer Anton Pillay who joins me via telephone uh, good afternoon to you Anton uh, I guess a tough set of uh, results uh, by virtue of the fact that there wasn't any uplift uh, in the equity markets uh, over the period. You uh, said in your release that uh, equity markets were flat, but just give us your reaction to the, the numbers that you've uh, provided to the market today. So, so, I mean, the markets were tough, and I think we delivered a, a, a robust uh, set of results in, in line with our our expectations. If you if you look at our revenue, that's you know, notwithstanding this tough market, that increased by by seven percent to 2.1 billion rand. And that's really as a result of the uh, increase in the average assets under management by six percent, and also the excellent performance that came through in um, in 2017. Uh, from a cost perspective, you've seen our 
uh, our costs increased by total costs increased by by seven percent, really driven by the uh, increased uh, fixed expenditure as we implement the initiatives that we uh, started uh, with probably about a year, a, a year ago. So overall, uh, you know, a, a good set of a good set of results. Uh, with respect to the, the the assets under management as well, it's largely it was largely affected by the impact of um, an appreciation of, of the rand. Uh, we saw a quite a significant uh, reduction in the outflows compared to the, the 12 month end of September, where uh, in, in the current period we experienced outflows of just over 15 billion rand versus the 40 odd billion rand in the prior 12 months. Okay, so just on that note, uh, and and certainly just looking at the assets under management in in your institutional business, uh, that came in at 355 billion rand uh, to the end of March. Uh, it was it looked like a a there was with net withdrawals of about 21 billion. But you cited the fact that uh, a lot of people this certainly wasn't being supported by. Uh, retirement savings, uh, which are generated from formal employment figures. Just give us a bit more color as to what you saw in that division. Yeah, so, so, Warren, that 355 billion rand represents is represented by 295 billion rand of local clients and 60 billion rand of international clients. And just to maybe just to correct you, uh, the the outflow we saw in the last uh, six months was 14 billion across. Uh, that client base, okay. and that's versus outflows of about 36 billion rand in the previous period. Uh, and when one looks at the local, um, the local institutional market, what we're continuing to see, specifically in the private pension fund market, is a is a net outflow. And this has really been the case for probably more than a, a decade now, in terms of the stats that I've got, um, where you've seen on average. The outflows ex- into the into the, the private um, pension fund sector as a whole exceed the inflows by about between 40 and and, and 45 percent, and this just points to you know it's it's the, the lack of growth that we've experienced, it's the unemployment uh, retrenchments, uh, people continue to draw down in terms of the normal uh, processes uh, with respect to pension funds. So certainly not. Seen that segment of the of the market grow uh, grow and and hence our conclusion that we will continue to see um, outflows going forward, albeit at a significantly reduced level. Okay, and then just tell us a, a bit more about your uh, your uh, your global clients. Uh, you've got uh, portfolios that you run uh, that invest in in uh, developed and emerging markets, uh, as I understand it. Uh, and you mentioned uh, earlier in in our conversation that uh, uh, those assets under management in rand terms had been affected by the appreciation uh, of the rand against the dollar. But give us a bit of a sense as to uh, how you see your competitive advantage uh, uh, in managing those monies. Is it is it uh, is it is it uh, are you making headway in terms of uh, building a brand outside of South Africa to run those portfolios? Yes, sir. I think we're building. You know, we're building a global asset manager from South Africa, and we're very pleased with the progress that we've made to date in terms of building this global franchise. Um, if you look at the assets under management, it's decreased from over 70 billion to 60 billion. That, as you correctly pointed out, is really as a result of the impact of the appreciation of the rand, uh, which appreciated by about 15% over the last six months. Uh, looking at the underlying portfolios, it's predominantly. Uh, 
represented by our global emerging market strategy. And I think, uh, you know, given the, the fact that we, we're, we're based in, in South Africa, which is a, a global emerging market, our clients actually look very favorably on that, um, on, on that fact. And also the fact that we, you know, we, I think, uh, notwithstanding the, the volatility more, low, more, more recently globally, we, we, we also used to, 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 um, to the volatility in these, in these emerging markets. Okay, so you've got, uh, sorry, and I'm, I'm jumping around a bit here, but I, I did forget to ask you, just in terms of the South African business, you, you now have the opportunity to reopen some of the funds that you had closed. Uh, just give us a rundown of uh, um, which funds are going to be reopened and certainly how that should mitigate that, uh, that net outflow that you've been seeing in, in the pension fund space. So in 2012, we closed our multi-asset and our equity strategies to new institutional clients. They at the time represented a quite a significant portion of our institutional client base. And that was really to protect the alpha generation for our existing clients. Last year, March, we reopened those strategies after being closed for, for five years. And yeah, we've, we've had very, very positive engagements with, um, with, with clients so far. So far. Okay, great. Um, Anton, I just wanted to ask you one one last question um, uh, regarding uh, how Coronation sees itself self, and, and obviously I'm aware of how cognizant you are about being a corporate uh, steward uh, of, of the money that uh, people entrust to you. You've opted to pursue your own legal claims against Steinoff uh, as a company, uh, and I'm certainly aware of many of the shareholder uh, associations that uh, are insti- instituting claims on behalf of uh, on behalf of uh, shareholders. Why have you opted to go on your own with respect to the claim against uh, Steinoff? So I'm not sure where uh, the, the, the comment comes from. We're going on our, on our own. We we're still uh, busy with the due the legal due diligence, and once we have completed that, we will decide on the on the legal course of action, which would include you know the um, the the jurisdiction, for example, that we will take um, that that we will take the, the legal action to. So at this point in time, um, we haven't. Or the only thing that we have made public is that we will take legal action. But we, as I pointed out, we're still busy with our legal uh, due diligence. Okay, great. Uh, perhaps you can just give us a sense. I'm not sure if you provide guidance to the market on what you're expecting in the in the next six months. But obviously, we've had a landmark decision politically in South Africa in December. Uh, are you more upbeat about uh, the, the next six months of the financial year? I think, you know, if one looks back to December last year, the, 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 the sentiments definitely changed with much higher levels of confidence. We've seen a lot of positive action come through both politically and in terms of, um, of, of other initiatives that's been, that's been put forward. Um, I think the, the, the real issue, though, is that we've got to see some structural changes coming into effect uh, so that that can, in due course, Start to drive the economic the economic growth in the in the country, but uh, you know I think that's going to that's going to take time. All right, great, uh, Anton. Thank you uh, very much for your insight, and we we'll obviously look forward to catching up with you uh, when you release your full year results. Uh, so we we look forward to that, and uh, and all the best for the second half of the year. Thanks, Warren. That was uh, Anton Pillay, the Chief Executive Officer of Coronation Fund Managers. Remember that this show is being brought to you by Chartered Accountants of South Africa, leaders in business. Numbers rule the world. Inflation, interest rates, petrol price. And when numbers change, you need to know how to respond. 
especially when it comes to business. Partner with a chartered accountant and get far more than a numbers person. A CASA is equipped with holistic business acumen and decision-making expertise when evaluating your business's future growth. Partner with a responsible leader in business. Partner with a CASA today. Go to saika.co.za. That brings us to the end of another MoneyWeb at Midday show. Remember, uh, as always, our English and Afrikaans uh, speaking business shows kick off at 6 p.m. this evening on RSG and uh, SAFM respectively. You can also tune into our new show, The Classic Business Breakfast, on Classic uh, FM 1027. Until the same time tomorrow, cheers for now. 